Welcome back to the Coffee Stations with your counselors podcast. Again, I'm Miss Tanya, and then I'm joined by Reg and Eileen. So, Hi, how are you guys? Hi. Good day, everyone. How have you good, been? Good. How are you guys? Patapos na yung yung taon, and a lot has happened. <laughs> Parang yung ano, uh, ano ba to, season two of, year two of the pandemic. Yes. We're heading towards two. year three, sadly. Mm, two years na talaga. Mm-hmm. Tapos, may panibagong variant na naman. <laughs> Oh yeah. no? But on the bright side, we've learned how to live with it somehow and mm-hmm. we're getting mm-hmm. quote and put back to normal. So mm-hmm. pero sana hindi maging complacent ni mga. Ingat pa rin kayo paglabas nyo uh, for everyone and our students and all of those who are listening. Yes, yes. I hope everyone is still safe uh, in their homes. It Oh nga no, parang medyo pabalik na sa normal. There are talks already of blended face-to-face classes, not just for Ateneo mm-hmm. but for the whole country, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure medyo. some some more for students nakakatin na rin talaga bumalik. <laughs> yeah. Pero may iba ding naka, naka, nakakausap ko na since they've already accustomed to, you know, the online setup, tapos na sa bahay lang. Parang they've adjusted to it na hindi na sila nagmamadaling bumalik sa school. I don't know if there are others also who feel the same way. You know, I can relate I'm to that sure. a little bit. So medyo, <laughs> may comfort eh. Meron talagang comfort. Mm-mm. Yeah, same then. But I'm sure there are people who prefer to stay still at home kasi nga there's still that dangerous threat of the virus. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Parang if, if we can help it Palang naman, no? And since we've already kind of gotten into the habits or routines na sa bahay, might as well just, you know, be at home muna. That's true. Yes. And while okay, you're still at home... I read this article, no, na parang we've, we've been into this pandemic for two years, three years na, ganyan. Mm-hmm. Pero we have seen rising in mental health concern, ganyan. And I think one major factor of that, and also research have shown this, it's because of the connection. So if we can mm. help people no, in person from time to time, of course, with safety protocols, like December is a holiday season, right? It's not really to have get-togethers, but of course, with safety protocols, like preferably yes. open air, it would be better yes. for our yes. people. So... If if pudding, I know if pudding small like gatherings, kahit, you know sometimes one or two friends that already does wonders for your mental health. No, mm-hmm. meeting up with them, just having like chatting lang. Yeah, and having yeah. a good uh, catching up, conversation, mm. updates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good then, uh, Eileen, that you mentioned that na especially it pa holidays na ano it's holiday season and this is the time talaga where naha highlight yung coming together or connections with mm-hmm. family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mga Christmas parties na online ulit. <laughs> True. And with that also comes the Parmageddon. So, to everyone na mag-drive sa labas, uh, ingat kayo. Ooh. Always try to uh, watch out for accidents. Basta mag-ingat pa rin kayo. Kahit na mm-hmm. matagal tayo hindi na nakapag-drive siguro. <laughs> yes. So, generally, the 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 message talaga is whether physically mentally emotionally ingat pa rin. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
So yeah. while everyone is still at home. Well, speaking of speaking of connection, because diba, it's important to nurture it, especially this December, no holiday season. So our topic is about still relationships. So last episode natin we had um talk, we talked about finding love, no. And, or, and or start in starting a new relationship. Yeah, start, starting our mm-hmm. new relationship. Uh, this time, uh, we're going to talk about the opposite end of the spectrum, which is ending a relationship or or, or breakups. Yeah, breakups. Right. Yes, but our format for this for this episode is different. Is last time we had the guest in the past. Um, season we we would have guests every now and then but this time it's just the three of us but and our guests will be in the form of submissions so we have guests who we have students uh, who submitted stories to us and we will be sharing some of these stories to you uh, today Mm -hmm. and then we will be giving our own insight or or just reflecting on their stories mm-hmm. focusing on the healing part of their breakups mm-hmm. and we really appreciate our students who mm-hmm. who decided and chose to to divulge and share with us honestly uh, this part of their lives you know it's not really yes. easy and we really really appreciate that you trust us with their stories and we will do our best to honor them and to also give again like what Tanya said our own insights about them. Yeah, so, I, I really admire the courage that these yeah. students uh, have shown in telling about their stories of healing and recovery from a breakup or heartbreak. It, it, it wasn't easy, but they were able mm-hmm. to be to show vulnerability. And we hope that just by, even just by writing out these stories, no, it also helped the healing process for them if they have not healed. So shall we start with, yeah, with, with our first it. story? Yeah, so our first story is from jo- Josie. So this is her story. It was mid-year of 2017, just months away before I can finally call myself a high school graduate. These months were supposed to be filled with wonderful and joyful memories, spending the rest of my time in high school with the friends I treasured the most. Reality, however, had other plans for me. It made me experience what it meant to have your trust broken and how it feels to be left behind by the person you've always thought you could trust and rely on. He and I have been close friends since first year high school until he confessed his feelings for me in our junior year. We never really dated, but we knew that we were special for each other. And so my expectations of him built up year by year. Was it love? Coming from a broken family, I have been raised to be critical in distinguishing what love is and what love is not. And so at that time, I was unsure if what we felt for each other was love. Love is not and should not be limited to the concept of romance, but it is in this aspect that most of us get to ask the question, is this love? Rarely do we question ourselves if we truly love our family and friends and if they truly love us, but when faced with romance, we become more conscious and critical of the concept of true love. For three years, we stayed that way. Neither one of us tried to take a step closer to confront the question of love. Eventually, his feelings changed, and along with this, I also faced a conflict with one of my closest friends, leaving me 
in an utterly confused and devastated state. It was the time I needed him the most, but he just left. In spite of the tears I shed, I still questioned myself if I really loved him, if what I was experiencing was truly a heartbreak, or were those tears just from the sense of losing something familiar. It wasn't a breakup, but it certainly broke something in me. It broke my routine of sharing almost everything to him since this time he can't be my listener knowing that he is the subject of my story. He was the guy I was most comfortable with, but suddenly I became so uncomfortable even with just being in the same room with him. This change made me think so much about how and why it happened. Did I do anything wrong? Was the fallout because we didn't really love each other in the first place? But then I thought if I didn't love him, it wouldn't hurt this much. The pain I felt made me feel justified to think that he was the only one at fault. That I did my best while he did nothing. I was always the first one who reached out while he was just at the receiving end. At the time, I thought I was the only one who loved. As time passed by and the wounds started to heal, I eventually realized my own shortcomings. All this time, I felt like I was the only one who got hurt, failing to see the pain I've caused him. Maybe in the course of our story, this is where I have been closest to what love truly is. It's when I started to see him in a better light and that I started to look into myself and realize how much room there is left for me to improve. While I saw how he failed to reach my expectations, I didn't even consider what he may have expected of me as well. Every time we talked, I always shared about myself and rarely did we talk about him. Now that I look back to how we were, I realize how much time he gave to listen to all my stories and outbursts. While I never actually made him comfortable enough to fully open up to me like I did. His feelings may have changed, but I knew his love was there all along. Just not the love I wanted at the time. It was difficult for the first few weeks, but our love for each other enabled us to continuously see each other's higher values. This helped us save the friendship we had and made me realize that loving someone truly means. It's not about what you want to do for the person you love, but what the person needs from, for you to do. Love may flow and change from time to time, but no matter how much it changes, if you continue to see the higher value of the person you love, it will always save any relationship, whether it is romantic or platonic. Okay, so that's the story from Josie. Wow. That's quite a story. What is yeah. love? That was yeah. very important to us, no? The most basic question. And maybe one of the most important questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was striking for me when was when she said it wasn't a breakup, but it certainly broke something in me. And I guess it's yes. true for any kind of love. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 I like that it has been part of your life. Yeah, I like that it. This um, although it is a relationship, no, a breakup in a relationship, it could very easily be also about. A friendship. Um, mm-hmm. She also mm-hmm. said it herself, diba, um, whether it is romantic or platonic. And she, they, they were friends. They were close friends. So yes. for me, it actually makes it that much sadder. Yeah. No? Na, um, 
this is the risk talaga in being in a relationship eh. Parang you, if if it ends you lose you lose a a partner but you also lose a friend like a a best friend or a close friend. I think that makes it more heartbreaking talaga. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I guess it's true that as as you lose that relationship a part of you is also changing. Mm-hmm. I liked how she reflected that uh she pointed out that it was different at first when the breakup just happened and then after reflecting on it, she saw that there were also some parts from her end no, that she needed to improve. Mm-hmm. You, she you was first... able to grow from it. Yeah. yeah. The first reaction mo naman talaga, no, um, was that you, you point out or you see things that are wrong in the other person in the relationship, but after yeah. that, when you start when you start to heal as she said she also realized her own personal shortcomings and, and right. how she was like in the relationship mm-hmm. it's nice because she acknowledged that there was pain that caused mm-hmm. by the relationship mm-hmm. with the other person but there's also um, accountability on her part of her own actions I want to highlight also how she pointed that there's some part of the process of healing where she ask herself what did I do wrong or mm. very natural in, in breakups or losses or heartbreaks you sometimes ask yourself what mistakes you did or sometimes we blame ourselves mm-hmm. so part of the healing is accepting that uh, we made it something and forgiving ourselves mm-hmm. for the shortcoming was part of the growth during the growing process and that, that really is a natural thing because our brains are hardwired to focus on the problem and try to solve it. So when something like this in terms of a relationship happens, we immediately or almost automatically think about what went wrong, whether it's mm. on the other end or in our mm-hmm. end. Because it's it's hard for humans not to not know. Um, we always want, like, we need an answer for this or that, right, especially right. In, in situations like this in a breakup. And a lot of breakups can be ambiguous. Na parang, what? at what point along the way some of them can be more obvious than others yung parang oh there's mm-hmm. cheating and stuff like that but others parang the fallout mm-hmm. sometimes you can't see san ba talaga you can't pinpoint and then you just and then you feel like oh did was it me that I do something wrong it's I nice if you get to me. talk about it but sometimes even if you can and it's sometimes even if you can talk about everything and you won't be able to there's that part that that closure in that healing process is gonna come from me and from this reader sounded like she was able to recognize it also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you said that Reg no sometimes we don't get that closure so um, an important process in healing from it is finding your own closure may mm-hmm. that be forgiving yourself forgiving the person even if the other person did not ask for forgiveness mm-hmm and acknowledging the hurt and the pain. That's the three months. Yeah. Sometimes we don't get to have that last conversation. Sometimes we don't get to have, we don't get to receive the answers that we are, are looking for. And sometimes that, that really slows down the healing process, no? But at the mm-hmm. same time, no matter how slow it is, healing is still healing. And there's no time limit. There is no... Yeah. Um, there is no set, you know, uh, a time na, oh, dapat by this time, okay ka na. 
Yeah, it, it yeah. it's your it's own journey. Somebody. It's your own process. Wait, I like to highlight this one. Uh, one thing that Josie said, no, from the letter. Sigurd's a closing event. She said, "Na if I didn't love him, it wouldn't hurt this much." And I guess it's true when we love another person, either romantic or platonic, that when mm-hmm. something happens in the it will really hurt. Yeah. So that's why there's that risk. Yes. Yeah, so let's move on to the next um, story. Next entry. Next. next story. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So. <laughs> This one comes from Sophia, and this is what she wrote. In early 2019, I lost my first ever long relationship. Along with it was my best friend, the man my parents trusted more than me, who played with my sisters to pass the time while he was waiting for me to get ready for our date, who built connections with strangers just to be able to have fun with my newest friend group in college. But today, I'm not going to talk about him. This story will be about the guy I dated after him. A few months after the breakup, I formed new friendships with the upperclassmen from one of my orgs. We'd hang out during rehearsals, then go out drinking afterwards. Soon enough, I didn't notice how close I'd gotten to one of them. We'll call him three. I lived on campus and he lived right outside. Our barcada usually stayed over his condo just for fun, but within a few months of our friendship, I comfortably hung out there just with him. Our love story started with a drunken night. It's not that much similar to the fairy tales or romance novels we encounter. I call it a modern day college story. It wasn't anything SPG, by the way. It's just that it was the two of us at his place and we got to talking, drunk talking about feelings. From that night on, we flirted back and forth and I'd regularly stay over at his place. All still PG. We were a cute couple. People always said so. We were friendly with everyone and they could rely on us to do our work. We were dependable and we were responsible. But behind the shiny, happy, nakakakilig, light PDA moments, in the small space of his room, it wasn't a pretty picture. We cry, fight, and scream at each other a lot. From the smallest things like choosing to have dinner at rehearsals to the bigger ones like making huge life-altering sacrifices and then blaming the other if it doesn't go well. Three was abusive, but not in that way. Again, our relationship was never normal. Three was emotionally abusive, manipulative, and suffocating. He was a child in a 21-year-old's body. He treated me like his therapist, which may have been fitting in some way because we were both psych majors but you don't make your partner your therapist. That's a major red flag, right? But I didn't see that for a while. I was blinded by his good heart, his selfish, selflessness, sorry, his chivalry, his discipline. I learned later on that his facade was a tactic that people used to make an effective and efficient manipulation for their partner. You know how they say it's important for couples to take time away from each other every once in a while? Yeah, we did that because we had different classes and had different vacant times. But other than that, we basically spent each minute with each other. I never got to spend that much time with myself, let alone with my thoughts. And so when the pandemic happened, and after the first two months of hoping to go immediately back on campus, I relaxed and settled at home. And then I saw it. I saw how he treated me like a punching bag in a washcloth. I saw how toxic he was to me, how he used me all up until there was nothing left of me for myself. It wasn't good. 
I was burnt out from being his girlfriend, and I only felt that exhaustion after a year and a half of dating him. Six months, that short? Yeah, that's how bad it got in such a short amount of time. I'm not exaggerating with how drained I was from that relationship. I succumbed into the big sad and the big nervous. I had depressive symptoms for the same number of months I was in a relationship with him. Did I get cured after those six months? No, I got distracted with school, but it caught up with me. I was, it was affecting my productivity and motivation. I had to have an incomplete in one of my subjects, and surely enough, I filed for an LOA the next semester. Early 2021 is the time when I started focusing on my healing. January 2021, I had my first ever psychiatric consultation. Since then, I've been on semi-consistent medications. I'm doing a little better with my academics. I keep in touch with my friends. I hydrate. I sleep. I perform well with my organizational commitments. I still have a few kinks to straighten out, of course. I acknowledge that I'm not perfect, but I might as well try to be. Within those two years, I went from my highest to my lowest to even lower and lower until I stopped. I stayed there for a while until people extended a hand so I could hold on to it and let them pull me out of the hole I got myself stuck in. There are a lot of names that come to mind when I think about those hands that helped me. Double metaphorically. Now with the year coming to an end, hopefully my healing doesn't. A wise philosopher once said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. And we're feeling that in 2022. We will. Okay. That's a nice way to end that. I know, right? Sorry. It's a, uh, it, it, was a, it was a good wordplay. Right. I like that. Yeah. But sadly, the, the, the general story was not as fun it's, it's far from as it. that end. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like the reality to some um, people, no? This is really happening, this kind of story mm-hmm. where there's, I don't know how do you call it, toxicity or abuse. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and she mentioned that, Gabe, no, it, it, you don't really see or know a person um, mm-hmm. that well until it reaches a point where you're comfortable na talaga with each other. Right. It's, uh, until it, you spend time with them uh, on a more personal level out from, from outside and the dates and the eating out. Mm-hmm. 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 And even if you are spending and getting to know each other intimately, there's still a lot of room for knowing each other because as you are you know, developing and growing as a person, the relationship is also changing or the dynamics in the relationship is also changing. Mm-hmm. No, it, it struck me when, when, uh, when, she's, uh, when it was shared that not everyone saw it. But um, this is something mm. I think is very common now. Mm. There's a facade, there's a look, especially in social mm. media or, or with people we know that it yeah. may look all good, that everyone's smiling yeah. and the relationship's going well, everyone's doing well but then sabi niya nga, no one knows and on the inside there's a lot of fights and arguments until mm. the point it, it felt toxic yeah i'm glad I, I like that she acknowledged that now that she mentioned that that they she, they were both aware that people like them and 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 see them as a cute couple and that's sometimes mm-hmm. that's that can be a reason for other people to keep a relationship going no? That right. when when There's the facade is good, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's approval from others, no matter how bad it can get sometimes. Um, espe- parang people don't, especially with social media now, um, you don't want you don't want to show a breakup. You don't want people talking about, oh, sila pa ba? Nag-break na ba sila? Um, mm. And it could be quite, so sometimes it could be quite harsh. So people stay in a relationship for that reason sometimes. Yeah, it's not yeah. if that's the reason for staying in a relationship though. It is, it is. It's on a, you lose something that you mm. really liked and valued in that relationship. It becomes now a, a, a facade or a show. Dependent on the outside. Mm-hmm. I think ano, parang there was one uh, recent famous breakup and a lot of people were talking about how putting it outside and showing it social media may not be the best thing sometimes for a relationship. Especially mm-hmm. if you want to. That's why that's why some people also um when they 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 keep their relationships very much under wraps, no. Um, it removes that one factor in the relationship that could could change it or could could make a make a make a significant you know effect in their relationship. Yeah, but going back to that story, it's I we I think we can feel and sense how much pain and difficulty they went through. Um, just going through that process and also getting mm-hmm. that professional help. That's really not easy, and that can be really demotivating and just lowers so many things about itself. But right now, they're bouncing back and just trying to work on themselves again. Yeah, yeah, and and she was able to notice, and she was she she realized that uh, the relationship was already seeping through other aspects of her life. Na um, she had. Uh, she had an incomplete in one subject, and then she eventually had to take an LOA, and mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and then that's when. But it was a big turning point for her. Now that oh, this is really, um, uh, really affecting more areas in in my life, and that's when she started to focus on her healing. Right, I remember I worked with some people in with their relationships also, and a couple of them would say that. After a while, you may want to check if you're still wearing those rose-tinted glasses because mm. they may not reflect the reality of the situation. And and now she's uh, she. Parang it takes some bravery also on her part. It was brave of her to recognize that, uh, recognize this, and then she went to her first psychiatric consultation. Um, I don't know if this is the same with you, but I've had some clients or students tell me that or feel anxious about going seeing a professional because of a relationship issue. Some of them feel like they apologize to me saying, na, na, sorry, I'm going to be talking about a relationship. I hope it's not too shallow. Ganito, ganyan. Um, but I always let them know that, no, it's not. If it, it, you know, a relationship is a big part of your life. And and it's a very important part of your life, and you should not feel bad or feel shallow about talking about it or find healing or find or or processing that. It is a big deal because something is lost when you are experiencing heartbreak, and so it's natural that your mental health will be affected. There's no need to be ashamed to go seek um seek psych health psych 
psych help or professional help. Especially after a breakup, because a breakup is where in a part of you, parang is losing or a part of you feels like you lost it. So mm-hmm. it's natural that our mental health will be affected. Yeah, and it can it can affect us in different ways. Um, and part of saying and knowing that you need better support is actually a sign of uh, healing and a sign of strength that you recognize uh, what you need and what may help you. So you know, if you feel like you need more support apart from friends and family, and if it's with a professional, then then that's how it is, and that's a good thing. Yes. One last thing about that. I like that she mentioned about, <laughs> she quoted about this. No, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. So. Mm. Sobrang sakto. Yes. Yeah, the songs of Taylor Swift, so we're mentioning her, are really good about breakups. So, yun, it, it's a reminder that we can be creative in expressing our pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And actually, by them writing about this, uh, I don't know if you if you notice it also, but in both of our stories, Palan, that we we shared, they write really well. No, um, they were able mm-hmm. to express themselves mm-hmm. in in quite a very honest and expressive way. So, uh, it does bring out that uh, similar to Taylor Swift, that does bring out mm-hmm. that um, sense of creativity in us, especially as as long as we're being honest about how we feel. No, yeah, it just yeah. flows. And, and this actually interestingly connects with something we talked about in our uh, old episode. Divine music, we're able to express ourselves and mm. really feel things. So, parang sakto, uh, I don't know with you guys, but ako, when, with my breakups before, talaga music was a big part of you know, oh, that yes. process. Yes, yes. Um, it resonates with you. A lot of music or songs can, can be your avenue to express yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, sometimes because we don't have the words for it, but songs do. Like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. And, mm-hmm. and it, it speaks to me. Yeah, whether it's a, you know, a slow, mellow song or become mm-hmm. rock and roll or <laughs> yeah. rap, you know. Again, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have our last and final entry story for, for this episode. Reg? Take it away. Yeah. So our last story is uh, from a student who we can call Bricks. So in his story, he talked about, you know, that he and his girlfriend uh, had been dating for nine months. We broke up on July 26, 2020, which was 13 days after our ninth month's anniversary on July 13. Lucky number, am I right? In my mind, the main reason we broke up and why the relationship faded in the first place was distance and the quarantine. The last time we were together was when was on the last day of school before the official lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We were both skeptical about being in an LDR, aka long-distance relationship, but we were willing to give it a try. And it did work for a short time. After a few months, neither of us were satisfied and neither of our needs were being met by the other. We ended our relationship on a phone call, which in my mind is the second worst way to break up. 
first obviously being a text message but what could i do initially i wanted us to still be friends and be able to talk to each other about anything after all we were friends before we started dating why couldn't we be friends after she didn't seem to be bothered by what by that way of thinking and i heard no complaints whatsoever so we kept chatting about how much quarantine sucked and how hopefully when things get back to normal we could meet up and possibly start again it was nice thinking we could move on in such a peaceful way after a breakup until around october she just shut me out she had ignored my previous texts and hadn't replied to me for days It wasn't long ago until I realized she had unfriended me on Facebook and that was when I knew she no longer wanted anything to do with me. At first, I was sad when I realized she had cut me off. I will admit that I never cried over losing her, but there were often moments where I felt I could shed a tear or two. The first, the thought that it was because of me that the relationship was destroyed loomed in my head for days my first girlfriend and i and already i screwed up so bad it's all my fault i thought then in an attempt to make myself feel better i suppose i replaced my sadness with rage i had shifted the blame from myself to her thinking no it's all her fault if she hadn't if she doesn't want to talk to me fine I don't need her. I'm not proud to admit I had this strain of thought, but I believe it was necessary. It was after I allowed myself to feel all these emotions that I was able to look at these events with a more retrospective and even introspective way of thinking. I told myself that perhaps it was for the best that the relationship ended for the both of us to find happiness without depending on or expecting anything from each from the other. Right now I am single as can be and that's okay for me. Breaking up with someone you can easily be overwhelmed by a tidal wave of emotions and thoughts. This is especially true if they are someone you hold dear to your heart like a first girlfriend or even someone you think is the one. Recovery can be a long road and at times may seem impossible which is true depending on your circumstance. My advice to possibly help those who are dealing with breakup now is one let yourself feel the emotions you need to feel i said previously that i needed to feel angry and blame my ex for the breakup and i still agree to a certain point it's not right to shift the blame on someone especially if it's out of spite but it is right to allow yourself to let go it's okay to feel sad mad or even happy about a breakup Everyone has their own emotions, so there shouldn't be any expectations on how you handle it. If you need to cry, don't let anyone tell you you shouldn't. Two, keep yourself distracted. I was fortunate enough to have friends and family I could turn to after the breakup, and they were all helpful in cheering me up. But it also does help to find happiness on your own. This is why you must find different things and activities to distract yourself. This can be done in many ways, interacting with family and other friends, watching movies, TV shows, even reading and writing. As long as it is healthy for you and allows you to see that you can be happy after the breakup.
and three. Look back and reflect. The breakup did happen, and there's nothing you can do to change that. What you can do is look back at the relationship in retrospect and see what things might have gotten wrong. Take note of what you might believe are your faults and do your best to fix them and become a better person. What you do next is up to whether it is to remain single, look for a new partner, or try to get back together. The main hope is to not repeat the mistakes of the past. I have said it before to my friends and I will always say it again and again. If it wasn't for this pandemic, I still might have a girlfriend. To this day, I have no idea how she is or what she's doing or going on in her life. I don't know if she hates me or misses me. I don't know if she wants me to try to text her again or if she's hoping to never see me again, even after the pandemic. What I do know is that I hope she's okay and she's listening. Hey, L, how are you? Okay, so that was, you know, the last story and, you know, something that Briggs was able to share with wow. us. Wow, yes. Thank wow. you, Briggs. Um, I feel like it, it, it really talks about, you know, the start of a relationship, a new relationship mm-hmm. until to the last moment. And then yeah. it, it summarizes a lot of the journey that, you know, Briggs went through. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt that while I was reading this, um, his journey seemed like yung dabda. Um, kasi he, he went through na parang at first he was, he, he mentioned that he was sad, he felt, mm. he cried, and then after that, parang he, he moved to anger. Na, mm. No, it's all her fault. Yeah, I don't need her. Ganon. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then towards the end, like him outlining, him outlining um, things that he he has learned reflecting. I mean, there's acceptance to that. And then he even shared a lot of, I feel like he summarized um, this whole episode for us. Right. In terms right. of, you know, how to deal with a breakup. Yeah. And I think it, it really captures one of the biggest challenges of not just an LDR, but also our relationship in quarantine that mm. you know, for whatever reason, whatever happened to them, uh, it can really be challenging. Yes. Yeah, and uh, speaking of challenging, it's striking for me when he said that they had to go through the breakup by a phone call, which is Mm -hmm. happening to people who are in relationship or breaking up in relationship in this pandemic, which is sad. uh, Because it would be good to have a real conversation, not to you know to have closure and things, but through calls. Mm -hmm. Not the, not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the um, a lot gets lost in translation. You can't mm-hmm. see the person. Um. Sometimes even the you know the the emotions, the humanity of of going through a breakup or um or just talking to another person about it kind of mm-hmm. gets watered down because it's just a phone call or a text message. Mm-hmm. It, it's something, you know, that their relationship ended a few days after their uh, month, month, month anniversary. Month anniversary. Yeah, that's the stuff. 
I can imagine how painful that is. Yeah, a moment of celebration followed by a moment of, um, you know, pain. Mm-mm. And he also mentioned something that was mentioned by our two um, story contributors. No, there's self-blame. Mm-hmm. So asking mm-hmm. why the relationship ended, if, it, if it's uh, the person's fault or not, things mm-hmm. like that. But it's good that he mentioned the parang way of healing is to acknowledge your emotions and feel the feelings when you're experiencing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate his can- candor when he said, yes. you know, it's sometimes shame. There's some shame to admit and say that you were angry about someone or some mm-hmm. or somebody, but then he was able to admit it, and it seemed like he was able to own up to it. You know, he he admit that. It was part of it, and then it slowly it changed. He was able to retrospect. Yeah, I was saying that it wasn't easy to accept that you're angry at someone, especially someone who mm-hmm. used to be very important to you mm-hmm. or in your life. So mm-hmm. that was not just courageous, but I think it's an important part of his process of healing, the acceptance that you have felt that kind of intense emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. He also mentioned that um, it's not right to shift the blame. No, um, the anger should not be shifting the blame to someone or 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 making them feel like it's their fault. But you are allowed to feel angry for the loss of the relationship. Um, those are two different things, which is which he also mm-hmm. talked about. And another thing, I guess that I uh, that I wanted to highlight there. Um, I forgot to in our last contributor, um, Sophia, no, that she said that a lot of she got through it because of a lot of helping hands, um, mm-hmm. people who supported and helped her. And this is the same with Briggs. He also uh, mentioned that he was fortunate enough to have family and friends that he was able to turn to after the breakup. And I think that's a good and a very important part yeah. of having a support system. Isolating. Yeah, it can be one of the lowliest experience. So it's important mm. to surround yourself with people who care about you. Mm. It can feel very isolating mm-hmm. uh, when you feel like you've lost the one person who understands you the most. No, um, mm. so you turn to, and then you see that there are other people who care about me also, who understand me also, or are there for me. So maybe you could talk about the advice he also gave, the one that he, he found helpful for him. He said, you know, the value and importance of feeling, allowing yourself to feel emotions. I think it was seen in the three stories we've had so far, the importance talaga, of recognizing your emotions, feeling them, accepting them, and being with them. Mm-hmm. Then and, there's also yeah. that distraction. You know, sometimes... If it's too intense, and I think we covered this in other episodes, when something's too intense, the emotions are too heavy. It can be helpful sometimes to to find something to distract yourself. Uh, yeah. Not every time, not uh, for a long time, but to a certain degree, just until yeah. the intensity lowers. Yeah. I would say a mindful distraction. Like you, you're intentionally trying to lessen the intensity of emotion by engaging with people or engaging in hobbies, but not to the point of avoiding or escaping the emotions because it's important to go through the emotions. Yeah, it's, it can be tempting to, to just stay there and just yeah. not yeah. face the pain and the, the sadness. So it's, it's understandable, but you know, we were saying and what 
Briggs also is saying that, you know, it's still important to be with your emotions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that I guess is also important why there are people who can keep you in check when, because sometimes you, you can just fall or just wallow into your own emotions. So having that support system is good also. And mm-hmm. your own, you know, time to, when he, he said, just being able to reflect, being able to introspect um, um, why this happened, why that happened, and being able to pull yourself out of that. You know, Which I think this, is, this adds to why the pandemic is really, you know, it sucks to, in so many ways because it's he, his last line, you know, there was that, I felt like there was that uh, regret or what if, you know, because of this pandemic, there's so many things uncertain that we don't know. Maybe we could still be in a relationship. We don't know. Mm. Because the isolation can be a trap. The feeling mm. of isolation is so easy to distance yourself from other people. So mm. it's important that parang, you intentionally seek out or reach out people when you are in pain. And mm-hmm. it's not to be ashamed of that because you need that when you're healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like I mean, it's it. This is different from uh, the other stories, now That uh, how how um, Bricks closed his own entry. Um, just giving a shout out to L, whoever L is. Yeah. Uh, I hope L is doing okay. Also. It could be like uh, you know, that message of kindness also to yourself that. Mm. When you're able to see something nice or you know good intention or wishes for the other, regardless of what has happened, mm. it can be you know for your own sake also that you could accept and maybe let go. Very, it can be a very freeing feeling for you. Mm-hmm. So we've had three great stories so far, and we again we really appreciate our students for allowing us to be part of them and sharing them with us. Um, mm. While listening to all these three, there was this one line that, you know, so there was this drama that I saw recently, hometown cha-cha-cha. And uh-huh. near the end, because all of these stories and breakups, you know, they deal with grief, which is a common theme also in the mm. pandemic. I think in that mm. drama, if I remember correctly, the girl na you know, Grief is hard and grief can be felt in the body. So allow yourself mm-hmm. to feel those emotions because they, they will stay in the body even if no matter how much effort we try to suppress them. Mm-hmm. So allow yourself to just feel them, be with them, and it will really help in that part mm-hmm. of healing and it, it won't stay with the body. Like we always say you know, that these emotions are visitors. Um, they will... They will uh, go after a while but when when they're there just just acknowledge their presence just feel it and just recognize that they are there and eventually they'll also um end their visit and <laughs> move on yeah yeah speaking of visit or one metaphor that um people can use to handle emotions to think of emotions like guests in a hotel so mm-hmm. when you're a guest you're expected to not stay there for a long time, but it doesn't. Parang, uh, the the length of your stay is not fixed. So sometimes an emotion can stay. Let's say sadness can can stay for longer periods of time, and then mm-hmm. it will go away. After that. 
For someone who don't know na umalis na pala siya or wala na pala yun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hindi siya nag-check out. Ako, hirap yun. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> siya nag-bayad. <laughs> Alright. So, we're very grateful for for our three um, uh, contributors to this episode. Thank you for making this episode what it is. Um, we hope that you were able to uh, gain learning more insight about your own personal journey whether or not you're going through a breakup right now because as we also mentioned in the beginning this applies actually to generally relationships whether it be a friendship uh, a family relationship uh, um, a romantic one a romantic romantic relationship whatever it may be yeah. uh, emotions are emotions people people Um, drift apart yeah there yeah. Are conflicts happen very a natural loss is part a loss. of life yeah, yeah. And, and breakup is a loss so it is there's and there's yeah. grief there's grief in there's that grief. process yeah. mm-hmm. so we all grieve mm-hmm. in different ways and you know we respect however and wherever that you are grieving right now just know that you don't need to be alone when you face these things and As far as you know, being with emotions and re- relying on social support, you won't be alone. You're never alone in this. So you know, I, we hope that for anyone and all our students who are listening, who are going through something similar, that you know, you can reach out to us or to anyone who who cares about you. So just you know, we're here also for you guys. So thank you for joining us in this episode. Uh, you can. We will be uploading this episode for our December, um, for the December release. So uh, just watch out for that. You can check us out in our Facebook page. Uh, uh, and then you can check our conversations with your counselors on via Spotify or Apple Music. So we will see you in our next episode uh, once again. This is uh, Tanya Lebrilia. This is Rachel Santana. This is Eileen Bellio. And thank you for joining us. Stay safe and healthy. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.